Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Anil Bhatt. Anil is the Global Chief Information Officer of Anthem, one of the largest health insurance providers in the United States, earning roughly $137 billion in annual revenue. The company is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Neil's been with the company for roughly 14 years, and he served in a number of roles prior to this current one, including as Chief Technology Officer and as Vice President of Digital Technologies and Transformation. In this interview, we discuss the remarkable work he and his team have done in the ascent of technology at the company. And Neil covers the work he and his team are doing to humanize the solutions Anthem provides, making technology more empathetic as the pandemic has accelerated people's willingness to engage with technology. He also talks about the way Anthem's leveraging artificial intelligence and how it's helping to bring about experience personalization across a variety of constituents. Finally, Anil touches on how he structures and facilitates collaboration across the large team he leads, the trends in technology that are on his radar, and he shares some of the secrets to his professional success. Anil Bhatt, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Awesome. Great uh, being here and thanks for uh, the invitation and I look forward to the conversation. I very much look forward to it as well. Well, Anil, you were the Global Chief Information Officer of Anthem, uh, a a significant uh, company, a company of consequence. I wonder if you could just take a quick moment for those who may be less familiar with it, just to provide a sort of a thumbnail sketch of the company and also very importantly, your purview as Chief Information Officer. Awesome, great. Um, you know, Anthem Incorporated uh, uh, is one of the leading uh, health and benefits company uh, in US, and we are soon uh, going to be Alawans Health. We are going through a rebranding, uh, making sure that we uh, update our name with the purpose with which we are leading the uh, the company. And at a high level, means we are dedicated to improving the health of um, you know our members and our communities, and making uh, healthcare sim- simpler in general. Uh, Anthem serves approximately around 118 million people right now, and we directly influence the health and wellness of around 45 million uh, members. And uh, our mission is to deliver health beyond healthcare and making sure that we are committed to being the lifetime health uh, care partner for our members. Beyond that, I think from a from a role perspective, uh, I lead the technology here at Anthem and basically um, you know, focused on making sure that we are enhancing our IT operating model um, where we focus on lean core technology, making sure that we have a very um, API enabled ecosystem focused on multi-cloud strategy, as well as making sure that we are, we are building platforms that connect our experiences together. And at the end of the day, serve our members in the way we expect to be served when we are going outside to, to any service organization. Um, in terms of scales, um, you know, Anthem Global IT organization is around 12,000 to 13,000 people. Uh, spread across, uh, you know, states, Israel, India, and Philippines, and we recently opened our offices in Ireland also. So, you know, as as the you know global chief information officer, my role is to make sure that our our global IT model is uh, unified in terms of providing the solutions that our business partners are looking at, taking advantage of the global workforce, making sure that we are uh, hiring and retaining. Um, you know, talented people to make sure that our business needs are met on a day-to-day basis. And f- uh, frankly, um, bringing different cultures to uh, to go along together as we humanize and, and bring uh, personal uh, personalization and empathy to the overall solutions we deliver. So uh, very privileged to lead that uh, work here at Anthem and, um, you know, look forward to a lot of innovation as well as a transformation that we are going to bring to the overall healthcare industry. 
That's a wonderful overview. Thank you for it, Anil. And I want to focus on a point you mentioned there uh, close to the end of, uh, of your, your response, one about empathy. And when, when one thinks about empathy, one thinks about interpersonal communications, perhaps the way in which you and I are treating each other in this, uh, in this conversation and reacting to each other's reactions and, you know, listening uh, and, and eliciting uh, appropriate responses uh, based upon that human connection. I know you've been thinking a lot about making technology more empathetic. And I wonder if you could talk a bit about some of the drivers that you're using in order to do so, and maybe even just the broader philosophy of doing so as well, as, as perhaps for some people, it might seem almost like a paradox of sorts. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, very good question. Um, as a tech leader, when I uh, constantly evaluate my own role in the organization, um, what I clearly see is that um, there's a need to ensure that Anthem um, has, has definitely a robust and, and innovative technology engineering workforce, but also making sure that we are understanding all the business pieces that are coming together to make sure that we are serving our members in the right way, right? And um, if you look at the world today, um, you know, we can, we can order food sitting on our couches. You know, we can make sure that we are, you know, booking any tickets, doing any, most of the activities that for which we would have had to get out of the house, go out, you know, then come back in. We are really making sure that uh, the technology provides on your fingertips everything that you need. But at the same time, uh, the technology is not doing just that. There, there is a very personalized interaction that is happening out here. There's empathy, there's service that is really at a very top level being done, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's, uh, you know, hotel industry, a lot of, lot of uh, whether it's airline industry, the empathy is kind of building into uh, everything that we do and making sure that we understand our members from that perspective is very important. And I think uh, the approach that we call out here is tech equity. You know, what it is basically bringing together the technology and equity uh, where uh, the equity of care, the equity of access to the healthcare, well-being, uh, our community resources is very, very important. So how do we make sure that technology is enabling all the aspects of all these things that we want to do is very, very core and center of how every engineer in our company is leading. And I think that connection is very important. And our goals from a technology perspective are very much tied to what we want to do from a healthcare and quality of uh, care perspective. So once you bring those together, I think uh, the empathy, making sure that we are becoming a digital platform for health, where an access to key things are, you know, are, are there, making sure that, you know, whether it's virtual care, whether it's, you know, you want to have an urgent care visit while on a Saturday morning, somebody in your family got hurt, how are you able to do that? If you could not do that, when you connect with us, how are we able to look at your 360 degree view using the data and AI that we have? And we are able to empathize with you and making sure that we are directing you to the right place. We are helping you in that, you know, particular, um, you know, journey that you are on at that moment. And the tools that we have developed really complement that. So I'm going to talk about a little bit more about our mobile app. I'm going to talk about data and insights. But uh, those are the things that basically we want to make sure that not only products are delivered, but the empathy along with the, the product is very visible in front and center of everything that we do. Can I ask a related question, Anil, which is, uh, I wonder how the pandemic has been an accelerant uh, for people's willingness uh, to engage with the technology in ways that they may not have in the past. I can only imagine in many ways that it's provided opportunities to expand the aperture of how you and the team think about engagement uh, with, with customers and the various stripes that they, they are. Uh, talk a bit about that, if you would. 
Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, definitely we were on a, on a digital transformation journey. And I think most of the companies were going in that direction uh, before the pandemic. But what pandemic uh, did was rather than going to that destination, the destination was brought to you and said that, hey, you know what, you got you to gotta make sure that you are hitting that point. So I think what we have done is definitely there has been an acceleration in some of the key things that we were planning to do and which were a multi-year effort that we have squeezed into an year or two, like the COVID vaccine, you know, Usually vaccines take a long time, but we had to rush it. We had to, you know, uh, implement it very quickly. So we have seen that. We have seen a lot of digital as well as technology tools and business-led initiatives, which were digitally focused, being delivered in a quick turnaround time. And uh, in terms of the engagement and uptake, I would say that we have seen a great deal of, um, you know, engagement as well as um, uh, adoption of these tools by our members, providers, brokers, everybody else. And I'll take a couple of examples for you. For example, um, before the pandemic, the chat volume was less than 5% for us. You know, we, when a member used to interact with us, either they used to go to the website and if they couldn't find anything out there, they would just call us, right? And what we have seen is that we have now 77% of our interactions are digital. You know, people are actually going to the website, they're going to the our mobile app and using the mobile app as, as the way to interact with us. Now, if they cannot find something out there, they are going to chat. So our chat uh, volume in our commercial business has gone up to like 22 to 25% of our total interaction. So people who used to call us now are preferring to do a chat with us or messaging with us. Um, so that trend has increased and we have seen that our option has, has gained momentum there. In terms of providers, you know, we had zero provider chats one and a half years back. Right now, we have 27% of interaction with our providers via chats. So the acceptance of the digital tools, uh, making sure that they have a reliance uh, and, and basically they can, they can trust the channel is very, very important. And what we have seen is that that has worked in our favor in terms of making sure that we are make, able to make inroads. And that opens up the doors for other things that we want to do. Now they trust us and we want to make sure we can expand based on that trust that they have on us. Very interesting and interesting to, to hear more about the, the, the ways in which uh, technology and some really interesting elements of it in terms of interactive technologies are on the ascent. Um, yeah. Another technology that I know is on the ascent uh, at Anthem is artificial intelligence. And I can only imagine you've been with the company for nearly a decade and a half. And, and I, I won't speak for Anthem or your experience, but for a lot of companies 14, 15 years ago, AI probably wasn't really a, a, a big strategic aspect uh, of their roadmap. And now something that most organizations, especially those at scale, have been thinking about leveraging to a greater extent. I wonder if you can talk a bit about its evolution with, of course, a special emphasis on the value you anticipate deriving you know, in, today and in the near term as a result of leveraging artificial intelligence. Definitely. So I think, you know, Anthem with the, with a, the number of members who have, we have the privilege of serving has always been a data-rich company. You know, whether it's claims data, whether it's, you know, cost of care data, whether it's member information, we, we have been a very data rich company. And, uh, you know, when I joined the company, um, you know, and, and as an engineer, the focus was really making sure that we tech is enabling the business in the needs that they have. And it was really more business led a conversation and tech was enabling some of the things here and there. Uh, then we kind of shifted to more modernization of the technical stack and making sure that we are rationalizing some of the systems out there. And gradually after that, the focus became customer experience and the digital tools that we have. Uh, 
And as we did that, one thing which became very clear with the Netflix is going around, you know, you can see your recommendation, what movie would you like and stuff like that. The customer behavior kind of started to change. And uh, I come from an e-commerce background. So I knew that the cross-sell and upsell of, uh, you know, things is very, very important to the member because they get to see what could what could it be uh, without really going have to search for it, you know, what shirt matches your pant right now, right? So the personalization of things really matters at the end of the day. So when we looked at, okay, what do we have out here that we can explore and kind of um, uh, develop on? A few years back, with the help of our other technology leaders and, and data officer, what we found out was that the, the, the amount of data that we had, we could really make sure that the uh, AI aspect of things, really simulation of cognitive behaviors out there and making sure that the computer performs those uh, intellectual tasks that really we are leaving on, uh, you know, uh, our associates, how can we identify those? So what we have done is basically um, created great data platform that builds on top of it a lot of AI engines that we are using. And, and what we have done is basically uh, focus on member experience. So personalization, which is a great topic for us, wherein, you know, how do you personalize the interaction with a member? How do you look at their claim history to provide them content that is really relevant to them? How do you make sure that you look at the pharmacy record and provide them, okay, these are the things that you're not doing, what you should be doing, get care gap alerts and other things. So focus from a personalization perspective. Then also we are looking at fraud, waste, and abuse. Uh, our program integrity is using a lot of data, a lot of data that is coming in from a uh, from different providers and hospital systems, looking at fraud and uh, abuse that is happening. How do we control that? Uh, how do we bend our cost of care trends using data as an enabler? So AI basically is, is front and center of a lot of things that we are doing. Um, the symptom triage function, for example, on our Sydney Health app is actually that. The AI is reading what are you going through and what could be the reason why you're calling us or why, why do you need to see a doctor? And the other aspect which complains is part of the AI is the machine learning on concept. So we are very heavily focused on machine learning because we don't want to just build the models on the AI. We do want to make sure there's a continuous learning of these models. These models are adapting themselves, making sure they're learning not only from a manual process perspective, but also what is happening from an AI perspective. So, you know, over the 14 years, I've seen a lot of change out here. Our focus to more personalize and more direct um, engagement with our customers and providers and other stakeholders has, has really pushed us towards that AI first mentality in everything that we do. And, and we are seeing the results which are really positive for Anthem and, and really reflective of the purpose that we are leading with. You allude to, Anil, the, the number of constituents that you engage with, members, providers, uh, it includes brokers, people that are shopping, uh, shop, shopping yeah. for, for, for care options, et cetera. And, and that's by no means an exhaustive list. But as you think about personalization across the variety of different constituents you have, you have more than the average CIO to think about, uh, you know, a, a retailer to take a, uh, a standard example, drawing from an example you gave uh, earlier, perhaps there's a certain set of products, you're a consumer electronics retailer, and, and the people who are coming to your store or to your website, or your mobile app, um, have a certain, you know, bundle of things that they're going to be looking at as a result of the brand that you have in the world. Um, your, your customer group, if you will, that you are serving is much more diverse. And I wonder, especially as you think about a topic like personalization, which has rightfully come up in a couple of very interesting ways in your responses, you know, how do you think a little bit about the voice of the customer, if you will, or circling the customer uh, and personalizing for them when there are so many differences to the, the, the customer that you're serving, if you will? 
Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, when we look at um, our, our, our stakeholders, you know, and you rightly said, there's members, brokers, employers, um, our providers, everybody in that. I think at the end of the day, everybody wants to have very good interaction with Anthem and they want to make sure that they are served the best way possible. Now, there are some foundational things that are very common to the platform that we have, you know, whether we look at data, the segmentation of the data, whether it's the API layer on top of that, whether it's multi-cloud strategy to make sure that we are able to have the resiliency, scalability, and other aspects of, of enabling these experiences out there. So I think there are some common things, whether it's a multi-cloud strategy that we have right now going on, which basically gives us the flexibility of developing tools to make sure that they serve across all the um, stakeholders. Um, the API layer that we have right now, which really provides a very secure way of interacting the, with the data in the live, um, you know, uh, live way. And then also um, making sure that we have uh, some common uh, you know, technologies that are serving all the all the stakeholders there. Then there is a definite uniqueness. So we go ahead and we have what we call with us human-centered design thinking about each stakeholder, right? So we um, recently launched um, our Broker Plus app, which was for brokers. So brokers used to interact with us and they used to have a lot of paperwork. They used to have a lot of engagement with us, but at the same time, you know, they couldn't do a deep dive into their book of business. They could not really identify, okay, what are the applications that are pending out there? And they could not interact with us in different ways. So when we did, did the full human-centered design thinking and journey analysis for them, we found out exactly what they need. So we built tools which were exactly what they need, but it has the same, uh, you know, what I call multi-cloud data as well as the, the mobile foundation that is in the Sydney Health app, which is serving the members out there. So there's a commonality out there, which we are scaling on. Now we did the same thing for members and kind of did the research out there. And what we found out was that the, you know, the data that we were collecting out there from an engagement perspective were, had different flavors out there because the needs were different. But at the end of the day, uh, empathy, making sure that they are able to get to the, to the answer very quickly uh, making sure that we identify the top five or 10 things that they want us to be able to serve them very quickly were very common. And we were able to define our experiences exactly in the way they, they, they need it. So learning from the data, really investigating the data, um, putting our, our surveys and, and foresights in, to, in the front really helped us to make sure that we are able to you know, kind of learn and then adapt to what, what they need. But our experiences across the board, we want to make sure that they are serving the, serving the stakeholders in the best way possible. And then we keep keep updating our experiences as, as we get the feedback. And that is the quick turnaround, the agility that we have been able to get with the cloud enablement that, that really is, is allowing us to do that. Totally that covers a few things yeah. out there. That's wonderful. It's a great overview, Anil. I really appreciate that. Uh, interesting to get that perspective and the way in which you you've organized the team uh, to, to best serve uh, the various constituent groups that you mentioned. Speaking about organizing your team, you mentioned you've got a team of 12,000 uh, associates. Uh, you also mentioned the distribution ac across the world uh, of the team itself. Anthem is, is a, a massive organization besides that. Talk a mm -hmm. bit about how the team is organized, if you will, uh, in, in order to ensure that you're sort of drawing and collaborating from across the the, the, the significant presence that is your company to elicit and, and, and understand uh, wh where you can, can serve different parts of the organization best. How do you, how do you organize your team, uh, such, a, such a vast and complex organization as the one you have? 
Yeah, so I think, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, I would say that before the organization of the team, really the culture of the team is very, very important. How do we make sure that we have a team that really focuses on the outcomes, that the team that really knows exactly what our customers and stakeholders need on a day-to-day basis, very business-oriented, but at the same time, having the empathy and the customer service experience, um, you know, and then how does anything that they do on a day-to-day basis impacts the service uh, that we provide to our members? That is the front and center of the thinking that we have. So we lead with that. In terms of organization of the talent, you know, as, as you said, means and you, you know that we have talent primarily in India at different locations out there. And U.S., we have distributed. We uh, The flexibility is one key thing that we want to make sure we provide our associates uh, where they work from, how they work from, but at the same time, giving them a common place to come in when they want to celebrate. You know, we have offices in Atlanta, Mason, Cincinnati, all, all over the place, uh, which gives them an opportunity to kind of get together and kind of celebrate the wins that they have, as well as initiate new things that they want to do. So that's foundation to everything that we do. In terms of organization, you know, um, in, in a traditional way, we do have uh, different, uh, you know, CIOs and CTOs, which are aligned to a particular line of business. And they basically focus on making sure that from a line of business perspective, they understand what are the specific things that we need. You know, um, for example, um, I have a CTO leading the infrastructure and services and, and everything that we do from associate uh, perspective. So across the globe, what are the needs from associate perspective on network infrastructure and everything? That is the responsibility of the, the leader out there. Uh, then at the same time, we have a, a leader who's leading the cloud uh, migration as well as the cloud strategy and our overall API and platform delivery out there. These are two foundational services across the board. And then we have enterprise architecture built into that. Um, then we have teams which are focused on, as I said, the line of business. But at the same time, uh, we do not differentiate and don't treat our offshore teams as somebody who can we can throw the work in the night and then next morning they deliver it to us. Our teams are very agile, very integrated. So when we talk about a scrum team or multiple scrum teams, they are comprised of talent, which is here in US as well as uh, in India or Ireland, and they work together uh, to make sure we deliver the things. Uh, with a common purpose out there, the underlining thing is that with a common purpose and they know exactly what the goal is. So, uh, you know, we, we want to make sure that we are giving them enough flexibility and tools that they can kind of uh, develop the things as, as we move forward. But that is the idea is that making sure that you have a business focused leadership out there, making sure that we, are, we understand and know exactly the need from a business perspective, but at the same time, a common foundation which enables us to quickly develop things uh, irrespective of where the talent is sitting is, is what we are fo- focused on. That's great. I appreciate that overview. Uh, I wanted to ask you about trends that excite you. We've talked about a number of them, artificial intelligence and its use. You talked about machine learning, uh, uh, mobile apps and, and, and chatbots uh, and the ascent of those and the, the, the increased adoption um, as, as a means of interacting with customers as, as additional examples. What other trends excite you, Anil, as you look to the future? Yeah, I mean, I think funny enough, I was asked this question. I was at a, at a panel recently and I was asked the same question. I'll give you the same answer. So recently um, I had an experience wherein, um, you know, one of my family members got a small bite from our dog um, and it was it was a few weeks back and in the evening, uh, the urgent cares were closed and we were like trying to figure out what to do. And I called my doctor friend. Now, my fr- friend is not our physician, so he could not prescribe something. So he said, you know what, um, I think uh, she should get uh, an antibiotic. So you will have to make sure that you visit the doctor and kind of do that. 
uh, guess what? Uh, that urgent cares were closed. It was not an emergency that we wanted to go to emergency. So we picked up our app and actually uh, virtually connected with a doctor within 30 seconds. And uh, we had a visit. Uh, she saw the, the bite. We kind of explained exactly what we're going. And the doctor was able to uh, look at the injury, diagnose it, tell us exactly what to do. And basically she prescribed us an antibiotic. We went and picked it up in 45 minutes and voila, everything was fine and dandy. That's one of the examples where, where we the virtual care and the power of virtual care in different settings. I'm really, really excited about that. You know, the what, what it can bring to the lives of many. And if, they, if we start using and adopting that is going to be very, very differentiating in the long run. Uh, but more importantly, I think I'm very excited about the personalization driven by AI, in which is part of our Sydney Health, Anthem Sydney Health application, uh, our, our mobile app, which basically um, allows us to nudge the members at the right time and really provide them with, with uh, you know, what they should be doing, where influence their behavior in general, and really have a more, more highly personalized and targeted interaction with them. That is really very exciting for me to see, um, you know. We, we have embedded a AI-driven nutrition tracking tool into our app. So while you are eating a food, you know, food plate or anything else, you can just point to your Sydney Health app and it will tell you exactly how many calories you're eating. You can log those calories and make sure that you, know, you move forward and, and adapt to, to, the, to the way, the healthy habits we want to build in the members. You know, uh, we basically uh, have a lot of opportunities around, um, you know, content push to our members who really need uh, that push because of their health condition. One key thing, Peter, I would say is that, you know, as I said, we have a lot of data. So we have a lot of information about Anil in our data. And we have a lot of information about people like Anil in our database, right? So somebody who was the same age as me many years back, what condition they have right now going on in their life? And what do I need to tell Anil so that he does not end up with that condition? what do they need to change in their lifestyle and everything is very, very exciting. And I think the value of that, if in case we are able to penetrate that within the marketplace, within the members is huge. We are working on that and, and actually is part of our overall roadmap in terms of really elevating that information and, and personalizing that. So that's what excites me. I, I hope that comes across in my, in my conversation that this is a field that I'm really excited about and, and look forward to transforming that as we move forward. Well, your, your, your passion for this topic is certainly very inspiring. Somebody once told me a, a few years back that you know most of us have better information on the health of our vehicles than we do on ourselves. But now through the variety of aspects of what you've described and the increased uh, use of wearables, for example, and the ability yeah. to accumulate data, even as we're doing other things, will, will enable us to have that personalized experience and give us the relevant nudges based upon um, our unique needs, yours and mine yeah. and everyone else's. Very, very interesting. I, I think I think it is a very, very interesting field and, and fortunate enough to be with, with a lot of 90,000 Anthem associates who basically are really working in that direction. And our, our leadership is very clear that we want to make sure that we are not just another claims processing company. We really care about our members. We are really looking after them. And we want to make sure that we can make a difference in their lifestyle using technology as a foundation out there. So I totally agree. Uh, a lot that we can do. And, and hopefully um, we'll see that trend changing as we move forward. That's excellent. I wanted to ask you in uh, the close here, Anil, uh, as someone who has ascended to such a such a high perch in the technology field in the biggest sector of our economy in healthcare, um, I wonder if you, as you reflect looking back on your journey, 
what what were some of the difference makers for you, some of the secrets to your success? And if I can ask you to tune your reflections as though perhaps you were providing advice to somebody a couple of decades younger than you who might wish to follow in your footsteps, you know, what are some things that come to mind? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, first of all, I was fortunate enough that I got this opportunity to work at Anthem. You know, I would say that one of the best companies I've, I've worked for and, and a place where I've grown, like, you know, I joined this company as an engineer 14 years back. And when I look at my journey, um, you know, what I'd say is that uh, I, I was never satisfied with what, what I was doing at that moment of time. You know, I always had inquisitiveness to learn more and see what are the other, other places doing. Um, do what you're doing uh, to the best of your ability, but always strive for a little bit extra. That is one thing that I've always tried to do. Make sure that you know you're helping others and taking the team along. The most important thing that that for me in this this tenure is the team that I have. You know, I have people who I started working here 14 years back, and they're still with me, and they're still part of the team in different varied capacity. You know, building a strong team around you, really making sure that you have leading with trust, leading with empathy, and building a team that really understands the core value with which you run yourself is very, very important. So having that around you is, is key. You know, I've led with Anthem first, my team second, and then myself. And basically that mantra really serves you well because you're at the end of the day, you're taking care of the company and the mission that the company is in. So Anthem has a great mission. We are serving members. We are making sure that we are improving the health of humanity. We are making sure that we are making inroads into the communities. And when we lead with that purpose, and then we make sure that our team understands that and, and team is paramount for me. You know, When they are happy, I'm happy. And at the end, when you do those two things well, everything else will fall into place. Uh, the grit that you have to overcome obstacles is very, very important. You know, I think I, I've had that grit wherein I've had challenges. We had had, you know, sleepless nights, 96 hours, 120 hours of continuous work, but never gave up and made sure that we are, we are you know, being successful at the end of the day. Uh, and then making sure that you're learning from every leader that you interact with uh, during your journey and, and picking the best out of them and making sure that you know, you ask them a question, not only what made you successful, but what are the mistakes you've made and, and learning from those and not making those mistakes or trying to avoid those things as much as possible. And I'm fortunate enough uh, to have had interacted with so many great leaders out here uh, who have either been in this capacity earlier or basically um, I've directly or indirectly worked with. And I've very kept a very open mind uh, in terms of learning from them, in terms of making sure that I'm picking the best advice from them. And then externally also having building connections that who can really influence your strategy and influence the way you work uh, and keep an open mind about that has been key. And, and you know, and at the end of the day, uh, as I said, fortunate to have to have a team who is, um, you know, doing the work on a day-to-day -day basis, allowing us to strategize at a high level has been key. So, so the full credit goes to the team and then I'll take it after that. <laughs> Well, that's a wonderful response and I appreciate your, your, your reflections on, on your journey. Uh, Anil Bhatt, thank you so much for, for joining me today, sharing uh, some stories and perspectives from your remarkable tenure uh, at Anthem, uh, the, the ascent of technology within the company and by extension across the industry and society more generally speaking, as well as your, your vision for the future, uh, that vision that you and the team at Anthem are driving. It's been an inspiring conversation. Thank you. No, thank you very much for having me and great conversation. I look forward to, you know, interacting with you more, but I really appreciate the work that you're doing in terms of bringing these podcasts to, 
to the to the people and i hope these are useful but uh, thank you very much for having me here absolutely and go bangles <laughs> go bangles <laughs>